Coffee Quad Time. for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, Demonstrations of products and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1 646 558 8656. You will need the meeting ID 848 725 450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. Well, a very good morning to you. I hope you're doing well this morning. We seem like when we first started, I had, it just didn't sound right when we came on the air. Uh, and we're hearing some phones now, so please bear with that. Um, guess we'll just have to deal with that. Well, anyway, good morning to you on this July 31st. We'll start with Jeff in Albany. Jeff, how are you? Well, I'm doing great. I can't believe it. It's actually going to cool off for a change. We have had a very, very hot weather and violent thunderstorms in the afternoons and early evenings, which has caused problems for the people living in Schenectady County and Saratoga County. Schenectady is west of me and Saratoga is north of me. We've somehow dodged them, but uh, we've had violent thunderstorms. So people are saying enough is enough. You know, that's 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 what I'm hearing. So, you know, what can I say? But uh, everything is good here. I can't complain. Hey, Jeff, when you get them that they got the ability to change the weather, you let me know. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you you let me know, and then I'll vote for them for office or something like that. When when, when they can change weather, then I'll talk to them. Chris, okay. and, yeah. Chris and Dave, how are you this morning? We're good. It's cloudy here today. We're supposed to have a few thunderstorms maybe, but other than that, we're we're doing well. 
That That's good. Very, very good. And we'll be talking about your day in just a little bit here. Uh, let's see. Tim in Minnesota. Oh, it's beautiful here. And the twins are doing well. So things are going pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's supposed to get up to about 78 today and sunny. And uh, this is my kind of weather. Wish it could stay that way all year. There you go. There you go. Let's see. Jenny in the downstairs. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Pretty good. So far, so good. So far, you got a lot of bills to do and all that good stuff today? Mm, maybe not so much today, but I've got a little laundry to do and things like that. And see if we can make it through the Reds and Pirates game without another fight. Oh, yeah. A fight broke out and a player had been traded and he didn't know it and he was still on the field. And, and then he goes into a fight and he, he doesn't really need to be doing that. But uh, what can I say? At least you got your money's worth last night, even if the Reds did lose. Um, yeah. And I don't see why they had to fight and hit each other anyway. The Pirates were blowing them out, so it's not like they had to scrap and fight over every run. All right. Um, just a real quick thing here. Panel members that come on and are going to talk in the background, we will do something to permanently delete you from the server. So please. Boys, well, it's not the panel members. It's the people who aren't on the panel. That's what I'm talking about. The, I meant the non. So do it and find out. I've We've been nice about it for weeks. Let's stop it. If you're going to be on the radio, then be on the radio. If not, please listen, if you will. But stop it. 17,244,654,607 has joined the... <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're still going to do it. But know that this does go out for recording, and you know we're trying to do the best we can for other people. So please, um, you know, this is just one time we're in a formal setting. So seeing all that, we'll get that little... Uh, anybody that's not on the panel would like to say like, something? Yeah, <laughs> all right, stop that, please. All right, if you're going to talk, we don't want all of the noise. Please. Okay. Yeah, Bill, I'm on here. Okay, Bill. Yeah, it's not you, Bill. The, the other the other thing is if we mute you, we did it for a reason, so please don't unmute yourself. And you will be, you know, well, we don't want to have to throw people out of the room, but, but if it gets to the point where we can't manage you, you will be excised from the meeting. We are watching for raised hands, and I know that somebody raised their hand, but when you do that, please do not unmute yourself. We will call on you. So go ahead, Bill, in Chicago. Oh, okay. I was going to tell you, it's nice weather here. It's about the same as Tim has in Minnesota. It's going to be about 78 degrees, bright sunny. We're expecting no rain at least till next Monday. Wow. That's what they're saying. So Why don't you keep it there? We don't really need any more rain right now, yeah. Bill. So. Well, we, we're not, well, we're not having any more rain this week either. You guys didn't have all the rain out east. I know you've had some <laughs> bad storms out that way. I heard on the news and stuff out that direction. and that, that. We had rain here Monday morning real hard. 
but other than that, boy, and then it rained a little bit in the afternoon, but otherwise it's been nice ever since. Don't even need the AC. Don't even need the AC. Oh, well, we've not I got turned, to that I, point yet. I turned yeah, it off. It's only, it's only 70 right now. Like, right now, the temperature heard it just before we called at 8 o'clock on the radio. It was 70 or 68 degrees, something like that. Well, that reminds me. I need to get a hold of the air conditioning people and say, hey, your $13,000 air conditioner is not working so well here. And we need it fixed instead of sloughing me off. You've been having that problem for a while, Bill. Is it, is it cooling the downstairs but not the upstairs? Is that what's happening? Right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's mm. the problem. It might, it might be your uh, flow, Bill, because if you're air conditioning the upstairs and the downstairs, uh, you know, heat rises. And in the wintertime, you don't have to worry much about it, but you may have to close some of the dampers down downstairs. Some of your ducts, you may have to close them down or close a couple right, of them but off. This was working so it pushes more, pushes more cold air upstairs because the cold, if you've got ceiling fans upstairs, uh, run your ceiling, ceiling fans to blow up in the rooms. That'll right. help cool them down also. Well, this my brother was in that working. business for years, and that's what he always told me. He said, in the summertime, when you got your AC, you can have your ceiling fans blow up because that forces the hot air from the ceiling down to the floor into the ducts because the cold air is always going to be on the bottom. Right. Well, when we had our so-called uh, low, lower-grade heat pump, it worked fine up there. And even when we first got this one until they put the cold air, extra cold air return downstairs, and I think they've shut something off in the furnace when they did it or something. Oh, it's probably, well, it's not getting enough cold not up here upstairs, and that's what happened. Yes, and it messed the with the speed of the fan, so it would never get to its full strength, and they've just... The, you've got a three-ton... Well, the fan should run full speed air, air conditioning. They're supposed to run as fast as they can run. Right, but this is a three-ton unit. I mean, it's way rated. I mean, we're not talking about a small unit here. Oh, I know. You said the price. You're not talking about a small unit, but I'm saying that then they've... They've, if they decrease the uh, fan speed, that's that's wrong because the fan during AC time is supposed to run full speed. It's not supposed to be slowed down at all. It's supposed to run as fast as it can run because it's got to move that air around. By the way, Bill, i got to ask you a question. Did you, uh, I don't know if you read the Chicago Tribune, but did you see the article yesterday in the Tribune about the major failure at WGNAM that happened? Oh, uh, yeah, on... I did, yeah, yeah, because what happened was I had the radio on WGN in the morning when I was getting ready for doing stuff around the house, and then I turned it off. And I turned on uh, the TV. I wanted to watch a program there. So I said, well, at 12 o'clock, there was nothing really on. So I turned the TV off, and I punched on the radio. And, of course, it was already preset to WGN. And they were doing the 12 o'clock news from about 1970. And I thought, what's going on? So I called them, and they said they had their whole boards went down. Yeah, there was a, the link between the studio and the transmitter went down. Right. So there was right. 10 minutes of, so you got to them a little later, but there was about 10 minutes of dead air, and they were doing the news, and they, they didn't get it all back up. It was a software glitch somewhere in their, in their software that runs that whole thing. And right. they didn't get it up. They didn't get it up perfectly until about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So I was only thinking that maybe they would broadcast some old Max Robinson and uh, and Orient Samuels people, but I didn't. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, well, I knew I knew it was bad because they gave a story on the news. I said, wait a minute, that happened in, in the seventies. That story, what's going on? Because you know, they started the news, and I was just listening to the news, and then they gave that story, and then then they come on. And they said, now we'll have the markets by Steve Alexander. Well, Steve Alexander had been on that station for probably. 
20 years. <laughs> okay. You never know. But a couple other things before we get launched into the topic. Um, Jeff, let's talk about something. Oh, oh but, no, no, no. This but is we important. do have a raised hand. Oh, did we go ahead? Um. Yes, Jerry, go ahead. But what is your question, Jerry? Okay, I don't have a question. I'm just saying that we're getting ready to have our coffee now. Uh, we get, we get, our weather is in the 70s. We're going to be at uh, 83 today. And uh, we were hung up on a while ago. That's why I was trying to. But we're okay now. All right. Thank you very much, Jerry. And keep listening. Yeah. I don't think anybody can intentionally hang up on you here. So I don't think uh, that that's the issue. Well, let's take care of this raised hand. Okay, that's a... Go ahead, Ellen. I think it's Ellen. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Um, it's We're going to be um, up in the 90s today. Oh but I just wanted to put... Yeah, I just wanted to let you know that I'm using my cell phone, so sometimes the signal fades out. That's why I have to... And I've been having uh, signal issues this morning, so oh. I just wanted to apologize okay. for that. No problem. Not a problem at all, Ellen. Um, a couple things I wanted. One thing I just got across the desk yesterday, and this is important. If you're, if you've ever heard of Envision America, that where you can take the units home, and a lot of places you can have your prescriptions shipped to you, and it reads the bottles for you. Well, now that they've made the announcement and. Walmart has rolled this out nationwide. You can go to any Walmart, that's a pharmacy, of course, and get your prescriptions um, made accessible so you don't have to order away or anything like that. Now, I'm sure there has to be some arrangements made with the pharmacy and, you know, envision, you know, to, to getting that set up for you. But all you have to do is go ask for it. So I think... That was a major story worth talking about. Does anybody have any comments on that? That's a good thing, because I think being able to read your prescriptions is a right that you have. It's not a privilege. No, I don't. I, I think that is a right, that you need to be able to know your prescriptions without trying to feel the pills all the time or whatever the case may be. Because as we get a little older, we might get a little more mixed up or whatever. I, I think the guesswork should be taken out of that. And I have well, to... and sometimes being able to read the label yourself, you find out things about your prescription that maybe your doctor didn't tell you. Like, for example, the medicine I take, I didn't know until I actually read the label myself that I was supposed to take it a half an hour before I ate anything and take it on an empty stomach. I'd been taking it with my meal for years. It's so, funny because your pharmacist should have told you that when you when you picked up the, the prescription too, because they, they normally do at well, least at Rite Aid and I mean at Walgreens and CVS they do. Well, they're supposed to, but a lot of times they do, sometimes they don't, or you get these texts and they just hand you the medicine. Sometimes they'll say, "Do you have any questions?" They just assume you can read it. I remember going to CVS one to, or maybe as well. I don't know. And he candid the cab driver and told him to read it to me, the prescription bottle. And he said, hey, I'm the cab driver. I'm not the reader. You know, so 
So, but I think that's very, very, very significant. Um, in you know that this can be rolled out nationwide because some people would prefer picking up their medicines. Maybe they don't. Maybe yeah, they I agree. Don't, I agree, but you they know. don't want it. They don't want to wait. And by the way, it's a very viable option for a lot of people that want that. That's fine. You know, if, well, on some medicines you can't do mail order. Right. You know, if you've got whatever it looked. And by the way, before I take Bill's call here or comments, if you want to make a comment on this and you don't want to dial in the number, you can call the legend request line at 800-693-0595 and leave your comment and we'll play it on the air. Or you can send me an email at bill at billsparks.org and we'll read your comments if you so wish. So not only can you, you can call in on the the line and, you know, make your comments or you can send an email. Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I was going to say the Walgreens I use, uh, they every time you refill your prescription, uh, if you pick it up, they got a person that will call you within, oh, that act, if you pick in the morning and afternoon or in the evening and the next day, they got a person to call you and actually review the prescription over the phone with you. It's a uh, it's some kind of service they've got. I know in the Walgreens here, most of them, because the Walgreens I've dealt with here, they'll call you the next day. So if you pick up, say, your <laughs> pills in the evening and the next day, they'll call you and say, this is what your prescription says or any other questions you got or anything like that. And then you refill it again, they'll do the same thing over. Wow, well, we don't have that here. Uh, we we do have a Walgreens here, but they don't do that here. You're lucky yeah, well, they did it to you. There's just a couple of them in there. Had one downtown that did that. Now I do my stuff out in the suburb. My daughter picks it up out there. And one of the suburbs, they do the same thing. And in mm-hmm. fact, they call you once a month. And the one I go to, they call you once a month and review all your prescriptions, whatever you're taking. But all right, every thanks. Time you okay. Yeah, Thank that, you, Bill. That, that's a great service, and I didn't know that, but... I, I do think we have to extend the tip of the hat to to Envision for getting that worked out with Walmart and commend Walmart because you know um, there there's a quite a bit of difference in I know the one medicine I take that I can't do mail order it's twelve dollars for a ninety day supply at Walmart and thirty nine at Walgreens. So you go tell me what the difference is. I don't know. It's the same medicine, but $25, $27. That's a a big difference in money. Um, You're right. For the same thing. I mean, seriously, I don't mind paying what I owe, but gee, many Christmas. Well, we just said somebody who just left a comment on the request line, and we'll we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, Jeff, you turned me on to and I think this oven may have been around for a while but we really never talked about it because it's yeah. it's kind of pricey but I, I thought maybe this would be the perfect oven for Dave and Chris I think it would I think so now it is a bit pricey and I it was on sale my, my friend I, I have to I can't really credit myself for this I, I found out about it from a friend of mine 
friends of mine who I went to school with who live in Hawaii, and they told me last week that they bought this oven called the June Oven. That's J-U-N-E-O-V-E-N.com. And the key to this oven is, yes, it's all touch-controlled, but the key to this oven, and, and they are telling me that it is voiceover compliant, so when you use it with your iPhone, you can cook anything you can cook. You can bake. You can fry. It has attachments for it. You can use. It has a fry basket. It has a gourmet package. You can buy extra accessories for the oven. But what it has in it is a bunch of presets, and, of course, you can change and, and, and work with these presets on the iPhone. So if you want to cook a steak, you put the, uh, you put the steak in the oven, and there's a camera in there that recognizes what you put into the oven and says, oh, here's a steak. And it automatically presets the oven for steak. And of course, you could change it whether you want it medium rare or well or medium well, and it cooks your steak. And they have an extra, they have a fry basket and with the with the second uh, roasting pan, I guess it is, you can put that on top of the fry basket and you can actually make popcorn in that oven. Um, I don't know too much about it. I, I kind of thought that the $699 price tag was a little bit much, but I went to their website and I guess you can buy it through them with financing and i think that they were talking at a price of like 53 dollars a month uh, so uh chris dave does this spark your interest i'm just curious I, I would question i would question how it would know medium well uh, i mean it seems to me like there be need to be something inside oh the i forgot to tell you that there is a what i'm sorry chris i, I left one key element out is there is you put a, you connect the probe to this oven on the inside of the oven and you put oh, okay, the probe well. in the meat and it will tell it will recognize the based on the temperature of what you're cooking okay and but camera, it does have a camera yeah. in it that knows it's steak but what if i for example i cook these things they're called they're made by barber and they're like uh, chicken cordon bleu they're chicken kiev or they're or, or chicken parmesan they're frozen things and they're they're little entrees with breading and stuff and even if it doesn't know what it is, I think you can still program that thing to do the cooking for you. Uh, I haven't I haven't thought about buying the oven. It is a little expensive, but uh, but for those who want to be adventurous, uh, it's something that you might want to invest in. You know, did they say how big it was? Yes, I think it holds that twelve by sixteen pan or whatever that pan you wanted. Oh, nine by thirteen. Nine yeah, by thirteen. Easy, yeah, easy nine by thirteen. Yes. And I mean, I thought. I mean, I, th- I think it's a real. Int- if it really works with voiceover, you could actually control that oven. Maybe you can. I'm not sure. They talk. They said that you can control the oven anywhere. So what happens if you happen to be out and about, and you put something in the oven and you want to start cooking it uh, when you're out and about? You could do that too. I, I would be a little leery about that. I somehow I'd like to be at home when it's doing that. But I mean, it's certainly inter- interesting approach. Yeah. How much is it? Did you say? If you said, I missed it. I I believe I saw a price of about six hundred and ninety nine dollars. However, I believe, and then there's another two hundred dollar option to buy extra accessories for it. But I think. And you could buy, get and you probably and when it looks like you could finance this oven on their website, they're talking about about fifty three dollars a month on a payment plan for it. I didn't go into the whole thing, Chris. Yeah, it say. does have a thermometer in it, so you can judge the, uh, that. I'm just looking at the website here right now. So, yeah. It, what is the website? June J U N E O V E N dot com. Juneoven dot com. So it's quite a quite a thing here but if you're halfway proficient with an iphone i guess it's very voiceover friendly and this i read someplace in the past and i never really paid attention to it but this got a lot of rave reviews for accessibility so 
you know. Yeah, I just think it's interesting. I just thought about you guys because you like to review things. I thought now it would be nice if we could get them to give us the oven just to try it out and uh, so we could do a review of it. But I know they're not going to do that. Probably not. <laughs> but it does sound good. It's, it sounds good. It's, it's a little little pricey to. Hey, but you know something though. For example, one of our friends got a four hundred dollar air fryer. Well, you're not really paying much more, are you? You know, when when you get right down to it, um, with all of those type of things. Now it weighs about forty pounds. I guess that's typical. Um, I, I don't see them selling this thing on QVC per se, uh, Chris. Unless they unless they can find a way to. But sell it in enough bulk to lower the price. What do you what do you think about that, Chris? I I don't see it going to QVC at least immediately. Does it air fry? Yes, yes it does. It does, and it goes up to eighteen hundred watts. So, pretty powerful. I mean, it's as yeah, powerful it sounds, as sounds one like that. I, I ordered one for you, Dave. It's going to be on your doorstep tomorrow. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Is it metal or plastic? No, it's like metal. That. It's metal. No, it's definitely metal. Definitely it definitely is metal. metal. Um, but I, I thought it would be interesting. I mean, I'd like to get rid of my oven sometimes. And Oh, they, they all, not only does it do that, I was also told that it even has a so-called self-clean function so that it, it goes up to uh, uh, the highest temperature it can be, and you put it in the self-clean mode, and you can't, open the, you can't open the door, and it will clean itself. So I don't know how good that is, but that's, what it, that's another feature it has. Wow. That's... The, I mean... So, you know, if your cooking tastes go towards the high end and, you know, it's important for you to be able to bake, broil, um, to do your deep frying and you can dehydrate or whatever you, I don't know how to do that, but you can do all of that. So I have to check that out. Cause I wonder I'll, if it toasts. Yes, uh, it does toast. It does I mean, toast. I, it does. I mean, it, it does. It, it, it ha- they, they talk about it having hundreds of functions. Well, I mean, hundreds, but they have so many functions for this thing. It's a, it's really a, a multi appliance in one. If you if you really think about it that way. And they also provide you three years worth of recipes. I guess online recipes or something that you get tons of recipes. So the unit outside of itself, if you could not use an iPhone and you were totally blind, I, I don't know. It might be. Well, if it's all touch controls, if you keep it unplugged, you might be able to label it. I can't, I can't say because I don't know. And, Chris, you, you guys know that with, with stuff that's touch controlled, sometimes you can easily label something and sometimes you can't. And it most depends how sensitive they are. You push a little, you even try to read it and you push a button by mistake. So I can't answer that question either. So my guess is that it's probably menu driven. And you pro, I mean, I don't know. And you probably, even if it wasn't, I don't know how easy it would be to change your like on the presets to change your time and temperature. And the the other like good that. thing that I will say about it is because it does have the iPhone app, you you know it, it goes through Wi-Fi, not Bluetooth, and it will work with two point four and the five point standard. So, five, yeah. So yeah. So I mean, I've down. I haven't done it yet, but I'm sure that I could. Even if I didn't have the oven, I could download the app. But uh, you really can't do anything without the oven. But I, it would be. Oh, and oh, also, it also supports uh, your Amazon Voice Assistant as well. Now, how much? As we well know, the the viola- the the mileage varies with that. You know, with your Amazon or your 
Google Assistant. Some things work very well. That was such an evil laugh, Jennifer. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, she's lived that nightmare. We've lived that nightmare with the Whirlpool oven. Remember that Florida story? Uh, Ah, My, 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 my. Remember that? That caused more trouble. More trouble. And then you had to return it. And returning it, getting it put back in. Oh, no, 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 no. And by the way, for the record, we did get our grill back from QVC. Took a while, but we got it back, and it is up and working. So, you know, we know that to be a fact. But, like I said, this oven, go to juneoven.com. Look it up. Look at, you know, type it in under... Google whatever you want to do and investigate it and see, you know, it would not be for everybody. But if it's something, you know, you could do, and I suppose it worked with Android, too, because usually, you know, they 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 work with both. Um, so it's something, you know, hey, you can look at Um, um Chris, we were we were talking about this the other day while we've got you on here, and um, boy, my phone is doing a lot of beeping today. You you've been in with your your Power XL for about a year now, and you've got your Cook Essentials. But you said if, if one of them had to go away, you would keep your Cook Essentials air fryer. And I'm asking you, why would you keep that over the thing that does so many different things? Um, well, the only advantage I can see to the oven is that you can cook in layers, but really two or three is about the most you could cook in. Um, I don't think uh, the the Cook's Essentials is a a stronger air fryer. The wattage is higher, and I don't know. I just I just like it better. It's easier to get the basket in and out than it is those racks. Sometimes, if they ha- I know why they rounded the back. They rounded the back to help with the fan and moving the air because they like that barrel shape for air frying. That kind of circular. But because they narrowed the back, whenever you pull those racks out, if you pull them out very far, the back of the rack is skinnier. So as you pull it toward the front and your um, oven gets wider and the track gets wider, it, it, it tends to want to fall out. That could be kind of dangerous if it's hot. You know, you wouldn't want to get burned by that thing either, you know, if you're pulling the racks out. but uh... Well, yeah, it's not a problem if it's not hot because you can stick your hand in there and support it. But it's when you're trying to get things out of the oven. I just don't like it as well. I had a story that came over the desk that I happened to watch uh, here in the news. Um, and maybe it might give me a little food for thought when I use uh, things like Grubhub or Uber Eats or some of these delivery services. But they said in the story that uh, that there are some delivery drivers who will take a pre-taste of your food before you get it. And that, that kind, of, kind of got my stomach a little upset when I heard about that. I mean, I don't think anyone should be touching my food when it gets delivered to me. And the idea is that maybe we should get these foods uh, put in tamper-proof packages so that uh, that doesn't happen. But if uh, any of you happen to hear that story yesterday on the news or the day before as well, they talked about it both times. Yes, I did hear that. Um, 
Of course, sometimes if I don't know it, I guess I'm better off. But, uh, <laughs> you know, know about that. Uh, we had in Florida, uh, what was it? We had a delivery and they shorted us a sandwich and the driver told me, she said, well, I don't look in the bag because I don't want to touch it or do anything with the order. And I rely on the restaurant to provide everything. And I guess she had a valid point because she didn't want to mess with her food. And when I ordered from McDonald's with Uber Eats, the bags were taped. They were actually taped shut, so so that they they wanted they wanted to make sure that no one tampered with the uh, quarter pounder and the fries. They were they were in one bag, and the the shake of the vanilla shake was in a second plastic bag that was taped closed. So you had to actually oh, un, uh, you actually had to take the tape off the bag to open the open the package. So they realized that they don't want people tampering with the food. So at least I felt a little bit better that way. Well, we had food delivered the other day, and some of the stuff was. Filled, spilled out in the sack, so anybody could have messed with that food, you know. So I don't know. Um, I I suppose it could happen. Have you guys ever had that happen, Chris? When you guys have had deliveries? Yeah, sometimes the fries Just and stuff like that will spill out in the bag. Heck, but you can do that on the way home. Matter of fact, they were spilled out the other day and it, a little bit, and it was taped. Yeah, it can happen. You're right, right I mean, uh, Chris. It, it, it really can. can. It can happen. Unfortunately, it's like, you know, I've seen some very, very competent and very good drivers that deliver your groceries or, um, you know, those types of things. And then I've seen on the other extreme where I don't know how they even can do this job. So... You know, they couldn't pick out produce. They just, it was just terrible. So it's whenever, I guess, there's no litmus check for this job. Anybody can pretty much deliver for Instacart. I don't know if they do background checks, Jeff. Oh, they do. Uh, my stepdaughter works for Instacart, and they do do background checks on Instacart. <laughs> but well, I we had, uh... Yeah, go ahead, Tim. I was going to say, we had an instance with Instacart that was okay, except for the fact that it took the shopper over two and a half hours to do the shopping. And I thought that was a little stretching things a little bit. You know, it's funny. They've banned styrofoam containers in Albany County. And so I got my, uh, I ordered from another place. And what did I order? I forgot what I ordered. Oh, I ordered ordered a Philly cheesesteak sandwich from a local restaurant. And it came in this plastic container, and there, there were, they, you know, and it, and man, I I could barely, I could couldn't figure out how to open this thing. It was it was locked so tight, the way that the way it was sealed. I I, I thought I might have to <laughs> have to use a knife and cut the container, but I figured it out. But that at least I know that my di- my dishwasher tampered with. At least I don't think it was. Yeah, I, you just got just be so very careful. I need to address a couple things from the email that I just got. Number one, Gail. Um, Maybe we should review more on here, and we usually try to. If you're in the Zoom app and you're actually in the room, you do an Alt-Y to raise your hand. An Alt-Y will raise your hand. Pretty much the commands. Any other commands, Chris, you can think of, Jeff, that... Uh, if you're oh, if you're on the phone, it's I believe it's star nine will raise your hand as well. Right. So she's on the computer. Yeah, it's all Y will raise your hand, and we got two. Pers- and Gail has raised her hand, so I will unmute you, Gail. Go ahead, Gail. Gail, can you hear me? 
Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you're there, and I, maybe your mic is not turned on, but you are there because I do have you unmuted. So I'm not sure what the problem is. So we'll have to get back to you, Gail. But the other thing I wanted to say, Bill, and this is for those, uh, I don't know if it's all over the country, but definitely in the Northeast, if you watch television and you use a standard antenna, not the cable or the satellite, you will have to scan your television. Now, I got a message from Kay out in Buffalo that said that at least in her neck of the woods, scanning had to occur on August, on so July 29th. And, but it's, 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 it's going to be phased in throughout the country anyway. Here at Albany, uh, Channel 13 is telling everyone to scan their televisions for, uh, to, to get the new channel lineups on August 1st. This is because they're changing the band assignments for UHF. So instead of going from Channel 14 to Channel uh, 15, uh, 53, it's going to go from 14, I believe, Channel 39. So that, that means that some stations will go off the air, but they really won't go off the air. They'll be sharing uh, space with other stations that are already on the air. The other thing is if you have cable and you have satellite, so let's say with your Comcast or whether you're a Cox cable or Spectrum or whatever cable company you're on, you don't have to do a thing. Same thing if you have Dish Network or DirecTV. You don't have to do a thing. It's all going to be taken care of for you. However, that doesn't change the fact that if you have a station that's owned by Nexstar, you still have those same channels blacked out. This has nothing to do with that. This is just scanning the channel so that they come in on your television set if you're using some sort of antenna, whether it's an indoor antenna or an outdoor antenna. Yeah. And Jerry has his hand raised. Uh, wait. Go ahead, I Jerry. Have phone right now, but Jerry. But what, uh, yeah, we were going to tell you a while ago. We got our script talk from Rite Aid. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't. I didn't know about. Yeah, we had a nurse arrange it because I, she thought that I would be. I really like using it. It's helped me a lot to, you know, not try to figure out what bottles or what. Well, no, that's very good. Great thing, Judy. Is it? Is it Judy? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Judy. Okay. Uh, that that is a good thing, and I got a note from Linda, Alameda Linda who said that she got her prescriptions, Braille labels on her prescriptions. And I think that can happen, especially with the mail order places. You can request that your prescriptions be Braille. So We have Gail Gruber also. I, I know that we've tried to get you on, and I'm not sure if your microphone's working or not. I do have your unmuted and your hand was raised. Try it now, Gail, if you can try talking. See if that works for you. Hi, Jeff. This is Gail in Sauk Rapids. Yes, we got you. Go ahead. And um, I just wanted to thank everybody for all the help. And also, Bill, I was going to ask you to send me an email with those instructions for Zoom for the coffee club and that, because then I'd have it in my little um, document thing. Then I'd kind of, you know, review it or whatever. That would really be helpful. All right. You know? When I get the time. Appreciate if, that. if you subscribe to the email, it is in the email that we send out. Right. It is. Well, I, I haven't subscribed to the email, but I think, you know, Do if you? I sc- subscribe to too many things, I get all kinds of clutter. <laughs> Wait a second. Well, but you know what? If you go to the uh, Legend website, there's a, there's a, there's a, a page on the, about the coffee club and also has the instructions for Zoom right. on that page as well. Okay, you, thank you. Either which do, way, I'll figure that out. But do you also, Gail, thanks do much you, for the help. Do you have the announce list? Are you on the announce list? Yes, I'm on the announce list. Well, I do you get read, the announcements. Right. If you read your announcements that come that Chris and Dave send out every week, 
that is in that announcement, so you won't have to subscribe. Yeah, that's actually the one I meant. I think right. I said Coffee Club, but that is you the know, email yeah. I meant. I do get those, but I was just, you know, sometimes it's just nice to have that available, just plain old, plain old, if you know what I mean. It was just with that, because otherwise you got to slog through a bunch of stuff, and my patience wears a little thin sometimes. We understand, Gail, but we're, yeah. but we're always glad to hear Very you on the much, Coffee Club. Though. Thank you very much, though. But Appreciate it, it definitely worked. Altwai will raise your hand, and we'll send you that. Thank you. We got any other comments, guys? No, we're clear so far. We're clear. So at 10 o'clock, just to let you know, if you ever had a Keurig coffee pot and to go along fine, it works fine for several months, well, we've got answers for you because our home re- Pair expert is going to tell you how to fix it. And so that's real important. A lot of times people throw them away thinking they quit working, but he's going to show you how to fix it. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And uh, we do have a question from Bill, I believe. So if you'd like to me to get him in, I can do that. Sure. Go ahead, Bill. Well, we think we got him. I keep. I'll try it now. Go ahead, Bill. I'm not sure why this this Zoom is like not focusing properly. Go ahead, Bill. Okay, you got it. Yeah. We got it. Yes. Okay. They were saying on the news, follow up on your story about the food. They said 55 percent of all delivery have tasted their food. Well, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I mean, it was a survey done by, uh, I don't know who did it now, but they said 55% of all delivery guys have said they've tasted, you know, took a French fry. Or, and there was one story they showed on the news here, a, uh, what was it, Uber Eats? He was coming to the door, and actually their, uh, being, their, their, their bling camera or whatever it's one they had actually caught the guy taking taking two drinks of the of the uh, milkshake before he got to the door. Yeah, I don't know. You know. Sometimes you wonder if you really read, if everything you read on these things is true. I don't doubt that people taste the food. I don't think it's as high as they say it is, but, you know, who knows? I will well, they had that. one guy that said that, uh, well, they were, I had a friend of ours that he was complaining to the pizza place that when he got it, he was short one slice of pizza. And he thought they shorted him by putting it in the box. They said, well, who took a slice of pizza out of a box? He took it back to him and showed it to him. He actually got up and took it over to him. And they found out the um, driver took a slice of pizza out. And he didn't work for the company because, you know, a lot of these places where they got delivery people right at the, at the uh, store, like Pizza Hut and the not pizza, but some of these places where they deliver, deliver food and they work with the store, you run a better chance of them not doing anything because they know if it comes, they're going to lose their job. Well, or Uber, it's just, you're just, they just, they're just out there. They're going to get paid no matter what. If you were going to steal food, though, why would you steal a slice of pizza? That'd be too Well, the, what they're saying is the guys, some guys, they work long shifts and they don't take time to eat. And they said, oh, i got some food, so I'll just take a couple fries or take something out or take a drink of this. And yeah, You get all kinds of people. JR sent me a text message saying that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, JR, I'll have to paraphrase this, is that the delivery guy wasn't was unhappy with the tip he received and tampered with the guy's order. So, I mean, you get all kinds of people. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, the Uber drivers and those guys, they're just average people. They're not they're not licensed or bonded or anything, you know, because, you know, like when you were a cab driver, I knew cab driver years ago, I don't know how it is now, but they were bonded. 
and they they were bonded to do this stuff right. And if they didn't, they lose their job, or they could be fined, or all kinds of stuff. Or Uber. I mean, anybody can be an Uber driver. You just apply, and if you if you meet their qualifications, that doesn't mean you're honest all the time. Well, anybody can be an Uber driver. However, if you start getting bad reviews or customers calling and complain, like I did, they're banned from coming to your house. So, like the lady told me, they get one or two complaints, they're gone. So, but as far as cab drivers here, yeah, they're licensed by the city. I will agree with you there, but they're not bonded to come into your home or anything like that. So they're not, they're not, um, yeah, they're, they are licensed by. Well, they were bonded here in Chicago because a driver, he was well, bonded, right? If I, I think it's an interesting I'm situation. Like with Grubhub, Bill, yeah. they have people who work for Grubhub. But, if, for example, when I order uh, stuff from the Italian restaurant that's near me and I use Grubhub to do the order, it's not the Grubhub employee who delivers it. Grubhub, what they do in the, in the places that, that they get the orders is they, they give the a company that's uh, that wants Grubhub, a tablet computer, a tablet, whatever it is. And that's how they get their orders. And either they can pay more and have Grubhub do the deliveries or they can use their own staff to do the deliveries. So you don't you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. Now, I can't tell you. And same thing with DoorDash. They have they call them DoorDashers who work for them and Postmates, the same thing. Uh, again, I, I only use Grubhub and I only use uh, I only use Grubhub most of the time. But uh, I happen to use Uber Eats because someone wanted to know how to use the app. And I hadn't used it in over a year and they did make changes to it that i didn't know about so that's why i was using it but you know most of the time the 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 everything is pretty good we we don't have a problem remember that if you want to make a comment 800-693-0595 and leave your comment and we'll respond to it if you want to we've been having a little technical problem with Live 365 for some reason it's been dropping out and going to music um, that's not happening on the, on the other servers so I'm not Ooh. sure what the deal is there and I'm listening to the broadcast feed and I'm not hearing it on that feed Tim so I'm, yeah. not, sure, I'm not sure if it's localized for you or for everyone else that's the problem we don't really know how their network is, is I don't know is, uh, a, a big shot of uh, crimson and clover for. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like something you feed to the horses. No, never mind. <laughs> I'm just kidding around. Well, I would say, of course, the live 365 problems are beyond our control. If we, you know, because if one's working, the other one should be working. So obviously, it's a server server issue that we we just don't know. Are we back on the air now, Tim? Yeah, it seems to be solid now again. So, okay. I well, think. We, we don't know. Unfortunately, it's not like, you know, we're, we're not doing anything any different here. Um, let me see what time it is. It's. Uh, By the way, I got a call from JR, a text message. He says, if you want to update your phone, iOS 13.0 is, uh, the iOS 13 is now available if you guys are brave enough to try it. Isn't that not the beta, though? No, it's. I don't think it's in beta. And uh, Jr. just texted me. Is, is I'm assuming that's the non-beta version. But uh, uh, let me know if, if that's the case, Jr. I believe it's the non-beta version. So let me know if you can just send me a quick usually, text message. Usually, that's not released until third or fourth week in September. Yeah, it seems a little early. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. 
I know they just released a beta version for people who, you know, have got that uh, flight tester on their test flight test flight on their phone that they can do that. And one more thing for those who follow Apple, they did release their earnings. Their earnings were up. However, they're making more money from the stuff they do with the App Store and from Apple Pay and selling some of their products. But where sales are down for Apple are in iPhone sales. I think people are, I don't think they want to buy a new iPhone every year. And people are, are more much happier just sticking with the phones they have. So they're going to have to figure out how to overcome that particular hurdle if they want to uh, continue selling iPhones. Well, you know, when phones don't make a whole lot of, I mean, really, anybody's using an iPhone 8? Or 10, there's not really, I mean, there's a difference. There's better battery life, but is it worth paying, you know, anywhere from. I don't want to go into debt for another iPhone. I mean, I don't, I can finance it with zero financing through Apple, but I don't think that I don't want to spend, you know, up to almost $1,000 for a phone. I just don't think that for me, I want to do that. I, I have a phone, it works. And until it breaks, I'm going to, or until they come out with something that's really better, I'm not going to buy another phone. No, I don't particularly want to probably i'm probably apple's worst type of customer i went from the 5s to the 8 and i'm probably going to stick with the 8 for a long time i have an 8 as well and i could have gotten the 10 but i had that problem with spectrum and they gave me an 8 for free to solve my problem and i said well i'm not going to worry about it so uh i don't i don't want a 10 i don't want to hassle with face id and all that junk and I like being able to turn voiceover off and on easy without trying to make Siri do it. No, thank you. I'll keep the only my thing eight. that would make me update my phone from this 10 would be if they did a dual thing where you could still use your finger like you used to with the finger. Use both the finger and or the um, face ID because sometimes if the lighting situation is not right, that face ID is hard to do. You wake up in the middle of the night and you want to use your phone for whatever reason and it's locked and you're trying to reach it so it'll, you know, you can unlock it. Nah, not so good. I don't. I like the fingerprint method of doing things. I don't know. I just, I just kind of like that myself. But, you know, that's just my own preference. Doug got one. He said the tone's a little better and the battery life is extremely better. And I get that. I've got that phone. And and that part is true. There is no doubt about it. But is it worth going out and buying a new phone every year? I, I agree. I got a text message from Peggy, and she said to me, I don't know what caused the problem, but all of a sudden now my Alexa remote is working on her Fire TV, and she doesn't know how it fixed itself. And I'm thinking that maybe some sort of update got corrupted when it got installed, and they updated the television set. So well, that's it's working. That's I've great. Been, that's all we can say is I've that's been great. I'm concerned about that to see why or what. But as long as it's working for, I will say, man, if you're even thinking about a TV, and you can get one of those for $89, $99, even the 32-inch and on up, that is one of the best TVs you can ever, ever get if you want, if you're really interested in accessibility for your television. And I don't own stock on Amazon. We're just about ready to reach the top of the hour. I'm going to run an ID real quick here. Not an ID, but we got to get compliant or Dave will do something to me. You know, um, he'll do something. So 
And I got I got to make us legal here for just a moment. So we'll be back in just a few moments after pause for the cause, because then we'll set up the demo that Chris and Dave are doing. People been saying to your friend, get a different face and posting on their feed. They're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. Don't worry, I know what to do. Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Well, there we go. We have fulfilled our contractual obligations for one more hour here on the Worldwide Legend. Uh, Jerry, just note to you, I hope we get the problem fixed today so you won't hear the shortest show in history. The What was that show? Anyway, that um, uh, anyway, it's an oldie show, um, rockabilly show. For some reason, there seems to be a technical issue with that. I think we're getting about five seconds of it before it goes away. So anyway, we'll see if we can get that problem fixed later this morning. I guess it's time to set up the second hour. Um, Chris and Dave are going to be doing a, a demo here in just a moment. And after they come back, then Chris is going to... Give us some recipes and cooking, and we'll answer any of your questions you want to hear. But I'm really looking forward to this demo because all of us have had these Keurigs, and we've had technical issues, or they slow down or cause a problem. Well, Dave's going to help us out, aren't you, Dave? Yeah, I think we can handle that. Well, you might want to stall for just a moment there, you and Jeff, because... I got the wrong demo. So we really need to fix this. So, Oh, right. Well, you. the Keurig is great. I love it. And But it, well, when it breaks and when it gets clogged, it can be a pain. And I, I had that problem, and, but I was able to fix it. But Dave will tell you how to do that. But I contacted the folks at Keurig, and they actually were very, very nice and talked me through it. Go ahead, Chris and Dave. Well, this, this is going to 
tell you about a couple of problems that that you could have and uh so hopefully that will help people instead of just saying oh after a year year and a half oh my keurig isn't working i'm going to throw it out and either buy another keurig or buy something else it's just a maintenance issue probably seems like they have a lot of trouble eventually with the pumps ours was pumping i don't even know how it did it but at one time the one we used to have was sending the hot water back into the reservoir so i've never had a problem like that but wonder uh, if that would be a tube problem could be that could be a tube or it could be a valve. Yeah, one of the other things that, that my sister told me, and I don't do it, but they, she said that she only uses distilled water in her Keurig. I don't, I'm sorry, I'm not going to spend money on distilled water, but that's what she does. Well, some people do that if their water might be hard or who knows. I mean, whatever the reasons are, you know. Some the other people... thing is, one of the things they told us is that when you put the K-cup in your K-cup holder... If you will put your thumbs under the holder and your fingers on the top edges and push down and get the bottom to puncture first and then put your lid down, that helps keep grounds from getting puffed into the nozzle. Yeah, we do that now. And that does seem to help a lot. We do that now. Well, I think we're ready to go. So without further ado, let's bring on the stars of the show, Chris and Dave. We all just kind of work for them. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another exciting demo, which today, in this case, this demo is going to show you if you have a problem with your Keurig coffee maker, uh, not letting the water down into your K-cup to make your coffee, that can be a bad thing because then you don't get your coffee and that's not a good thing. Or maybe it's just letting a little bit of water. You know, it might be letting, when you choose like an 8-ounce cup, maybe it's giving you 2 ounces or whatever. Right. So what I'm going to do today is to show you how, um, some tips on how to get your Keurig up and running again. Now, we are using the Keurig K-Select, and we really love this thing, and Chris will talk about it in a little while, um, because it, it's, it's, it's all buttons, no, no screen, menu. no menus, it's just great when we called keurig a couple years ago and asked about that they said what they found out was that sighted people like to push buttons too yeah (laughs) so what i'm gonna do now i'm gonna uh the first thing i'm gonna do is renew remove the water tank from the keurig And I'm going to make sure that there's no water in it. And, of course, there isn't right now. Uh, so I'm going to bring the uh, the tank over uh, to the table. And um, let's see. What I'm going to do is... The first thing is, uh, which I've already done this now, I've washed the inside of the tank out to make sure that it's clean. 
And uh, so <clears throat> what I'm going to do now is I'm going to flip the tank upside down since there's no water in it. And I have a little straw. And what I'm going to... Drinking straw. It's a drinking straw. And what I'm going to do is look at the bottom of the tank. And on the bottom of the tank, there's a, it's a flat surface. But on one side of the bottom of the tank, there is a round hole <clears throat> with a little stem that sticks up. <clears throat> and... Uh, Well, it, let me try that again. There's a round hole in the bottom of the tank. And inside that, if you stick your finger in that hole, you'll feel a little valve in there. You leave the lid off of the tank, and you're going to take the uh, straw that you have, and you're going to put that into the hole, and then you're gonna push on it and there'll be just a little bit of tension on that straw. And when uh, the, you can feel, cause it's a spring-loaded valve that's in there. And you wanna press in on that with your straw. And once you have that straw pressed in there, then you're gonna <laughs> blow through the straw, and there was a little bit of uh, sediment that came out of that when I did that from the bottom of the tank, and of course it dropped out on the table. I'll let Chris clean that up later. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, I'll be nice, I guess. So, anyway, then you take your fingers and just work, uh, stick your fingers in the hole and work that valve Press on it and let it work in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out for maybe 10 or 15 times. And that will make sure that there's nothing stuck inside because that is a rubber valve. And, um, you know, it can get stuck. It can be, uh, have a little bit of junk on it and that'll help take that off of there. So that takes care of, of the tank. And then if I walk over to the uh, Keurig again and, and take my straw with me over there, and I'm gonna find the gonna find the base of the unit where the water tank was sitting on the Keurig, and I'm gonna. Since I don't have the water tank on the Keurig, so you'll see a flat surface right there. And over on one side of the flat surface, there's a round hole. And in the round hole, there is a sort of a stem that sticks up. And <clears throat> what you're going to do is you're going to take your straw. You're going to press down on that stem with the straw. And when you do that, then, which I'm going to do now... I'm going to blow through the straw. <laughs> there was a little bit of water came out of there, splashed me in the face, and a little bit of junk. 
whatever you want to call that stuff. I think it was maybe been coffee grounds or whatever the case may be. Now, since I did that, then I'll take my fingers and that little stem that's sticking up, I'm going to just work it up and down or in and out, whichever way you want to call it, because you're pressing down on it. So it's a spring-loaded valve. And you're going to work that about 10 to 15 times. Make sure that that's clear. Okay, then we have that. Now, the next thing we're going to do is lift the lid on the Keurig. And the uh, first thing we're going to do is I have a a paper clip that we keep stored in in our kitchen cabinet we have a cabinet right up above where the Keurig is and I uh, got this paper clip I'm gonna lift the lid uh, or the handle on the Keurig so that I can reach my fingers in there and find there's a needle like thing that's sticking down it's like a little nozzle and uh, it's got three if you take your fingers around this little needle or nozzle it's got three slots in it and what you do is you take your uh, a paper clip and straighten it out so you've got a long end and leave uh, a little bit of the bend on the other end so you have something to take a hold of and then what you do is you take this paper clip and you stick it in to each one of these three slots and slide it in and out very carefully. Don't go pushing it way in there. Push it in like maybe a half an inch. And you move the uh, paper clip in and out until, and, and, and we're seeing a little bit of uh, stuff come out of there as I do this. I did uh, the one slot, take my fingers around, find the next slot. And slide my clip in and out and then the last slot I'll do the same thing slide that in and out okay now I'll put my paper clip away so I don't lose it we have a hook inside the cabinet that we uh, have we hook this paper clip on that way we know where it is whenever we need it and a screechy door on my cabinet. <laughs> so we got that put away. Then the next thing I'm gonna do <clears throat> is I wanna remove the K-cup holder. That's the little plastic thing that you put your K-cup in when you go to make your coffee. So on the underside of where your K-cup holder is, there's a big round hole in the bottom of the, uh, the case that holds this K-cup holder. And if you take your fingers inside, you'll feel a little thing sticking down. That's the end of the K-cup holder. And you press it, which takes out, and lets you take out the K-cup holder. You'll bring it over here to the sink and hold it up against the faucet and let the water run through it until everything is clear and this look this part of it looks clear so it doesn't seem to be any problem with the k-cup holder 
and down in the, uh, if you stick your fingers in where that K cup holder was, sometimes you'll get a collection of coffee grounds that come from the K cup. Once in a while, they they get in there and just take a something in a washcloth or something and wipe that off. Okay, so that looks good. And I'm going to put my K cup holder. You think back into the machine and close the lid. Now, if you have a bigger straw, another thing that you can do where those slots are in that nozzle that sticks down, you can take out, remove the cake cup holder. You can run a straw, a bigger straw, up through there and put it over that needle that's the uh, nozzle, needle, whatever you want to call it, that sticks down. And you can blow through the straw. And if there's any sediment, if you have the water tank removed from the Keurig and you blow through that, anything that's in there is going to come out. So you might want to keep that in mind. That's a last resort. We have two sizes of straws. Yeah, we have some big ones and little ones. And, um, of course, after you do that, um, should take care of the problem. So um, let's see. What we're going to do now is we're going to going to test the uh, Keurig now because as I said you know earlier this wasn't working so <clears throat> going to put in a K-cup and I'm going to press down on the K-cup and then close the lid going to fill the uh, water tank with water since we got everything cleaned out get it filled up okay we filled the tank now we'll take it over put it on the Keurig and lid on. Okay, now I'm going to lift the handle on the Keurig and press it back down so that it's ready. And I'm going to, I'm just going to use the, uh, the smallest size, that's the button towards me, the smallest button there is on the Keurig and press it. And we'll see if we get anything out of there. Looks like it. That sounds really clear. And I'll check this cup once it's done to make sure there's no grounds or anything in the bottom of that cup because there might have been a little bit of excess that didn't come out. this look in this cup to 
and make sure that, ouch, that water's hot. And I did not see any sediment or anything in there. So we should be in good shape. And uh, I've got a, a cup of coffee here, so. Uh, so, I hope that um, this helps. Um, it always seems to work for me, and I usually don't have any problems. And you can, um, I believe I said earlier that you can take the bottom off of the Keurig and there's a little hose in there, but it's real small and it's not much thicker than a piece of wire. And sometimes that hose will get plugged up. It's about four to six inches long. It, there's a, you'll feel an electric pump in the bottom of the uh, curing, of course, with the thing unplugged. Well, and there's also two screws you have to... And there's two screws that you have to take out to get the bottom off. And once you have that off, you, you'll find this pump, and this little hose is connected onto the pump. And it runs, it actually runs clear up to where the nozzle is in the... Uh, in the Keurig, where you your coffee comes out, and if you uh, can take something to run up through it, or if you can find, um, it's clamped. Yeah, it's got a clamp on it, and you have to take the clamp off in order to uh, to get the hose disconnected. And if you got something small, like maybe a small piece of stiff wire or something like that, that you can run up through that hose because sometimes it'll get plugged with if you have hard water or something like that but now if you're not really mechanically inclined i wouldn't recommend you do that you might want to have somebody uh check it out and uh, you can tell somebody else how to do it yes yeah. you know a good thing and they may be able to do that for you so that's pretty much how it works, and I'll have Chris talk a little bit about the particular K-Select that we uh, curing that we're using. The uh, I was trying to keep the bird quiet. The K-Select is nice because, like we said, there's no no but no screen. I mean, or anything like that. It's all buttons. They do currently make them. You can get one for $99.99 at Amazon, and that's just the letter K and then the word select, S-E-L-E-C-T. You can get them for $149.99 at Walmart.com. You can get them for $129.99 at QVC. Or you can call Keurig or go to Keurig.com, and that's K-E-U-R-I-G. That's K-E-U-R-I-G. Or their phone number is 866-901-2739. That's 866-901-2739. And as we said, uh, th- this this unit it's a very simple unit, and uh, you know as as we said, you know it has the buttons on it, uh, six buttons, and um, very simple to use. Um, it holds about forty eight ounces of water in the water tank. That's my only complaint. I wish they would make a bigger water tank for it. But 
you know, sometimes you can't win them all. Again. At least people, sighted people can't come in and mess up your menus and you got to reset it to default and all that. Oh, yeah, we've had problems with that. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, how the... Uh, that's a little bit about the unit itself, and and we hope that the uh, demonstration will help you to keep your Keurig running for years to come, we hope. So if you have any questions, you can always call Bill Sparks at, Bill, at BillSparks.org. Or email. Or you can... Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, email Bill Seth to that again. You can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. Of course, you can always call him, I guess. <laughs> and if he doesn't have the answer to the questions, he'll get a hold of us, and we'll be more than happy to give you the answers that you need for your questions. Or if you want to call during this live broadcast and make comments or questions regarding this particular product, you may reach us at 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. You'll be asked to press pound. When you do that, then you'll be asked for the meeting ID. That is 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. You'll be instructed to press pound again. And if you do that, you'll be asked for a user ID. At that point, press pound one more time, and you will be in the room with all of us. Well, that's it for now for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another, another exciting, exciting demo. demo. Speak for yourself there. <laughs> no, it's great. That was a great I demo. D- I didn't get to hear all of it, Dave, because I had a phone call. But I do you do you use the, the Keurig descaling solution, or do you guys use vinegar ever? You can you can use either one. I like Matter of fact, that's the recipe for today. Is how to do that. I oh. like to I like to use the Keurig descaling solution because it doesn't take as long to. You don't have to run as many cups of water through it to uh, to get the uh, to get the Keurig clean, basically, or to descale the machine. And I don't like the smell of vinegar after some. I just that, that's something about vinegar like that. It's just I can't deal with that. So. That's why the, the vinegar does work pretty well, though, it, you and it does rinse you, a lot of water. And but on the other hand, though, with the descale uh, solution, you have to let it set in the tank for what is it, thirty minutes? Yeah, yeah. but you're supposed to do that with the vinegar too. But it, it's harder to get the vinegar smell out of it. That's true. But the descale solution can be a little pricey. It can be. I I don't I only descale it maybe twice a year. I don't do it that often because I don't have hard water here. They that's pretty good, but there are times that you occasionally have to descale it. But uh, but uh, it sure makes good coffee. I will tell you that. Yeah, we 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 don't have hard water here either. But every once in a while, it'll it'll get to carrying on, and you have to you have to descale it after you do the other stuff. Now, you mentioned one thing earlier about taking the cup when you put the cup in the holder and pressing down on it 
until it clicks. What's the advantage of that or why? Well, what, what happens is sometimes when you put the K-cup into the machine and you put the lid down, sometimes it won't do a very good job punching the hole in the, that, that it punches in the bottom of the K-cup. Either that or you know how some of those cups are puffed up a little bit on top and right. whenever you push your make your first hole it's going to release a bunch of there it's almost like there there's pressure in there from the manufacturing process so the first hole you punch is going to cause a poof of air to come out a little poof of air and if there are grounds in that then you've gotten grounds in your nozzle have you ever gotten a defective K-cup? I had only one that it would not, it, it only gave me rounds. It didn't work, but uh, but it, other K-cups work fine. But have you had defective K-cups? Because they can be defective occasionally. Yeah, we, we've had K-cups that didn't have anything in them. Yep, I've had the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's very seldom, but it happens. We have a question from Bill. Uh, uh, Bill. Uh, the only thing I, only thing I got is a little sense of humor. Maybe the next demonstration, uh, Dave can uh, demonstrate how to oil the hinges on your cabinets. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was kind of squeaky. I don't know why. Yeah. No, I just, I, when, it, when he played that and it squeaked, I said, oh, i got to put a little humor in this thing this time. Maybe the next demonstration is how to oil the hinges on your cabinets. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Probably something for Thunder to start doing. Yeah, or the cat. The cat can do that. Spe- maybe, well, maybe, speak, speaking maybe we- of speaking of cats, while the demo was going on, Flash decided he was going to visit the studio, and uh, he got in, and my caps lock kept turning on and off and on. That's how we figured out he was. That's down how there. we figured out. He was- <laughs> so the, the, one crazy cat. Yeah. One, one oh, real quick also, Dave and Chris, I know you got, I don't know what that bird is you have, you know, that, is that a parrot? Yeah, it's an African gray parrot. Okay, well, I, I think, I don't, they didn't say what this was, but the other day, they had a thing on the news where some company was shipping a crate, and they thought it was a baby crying inside. They thought, well, so they broke the crate open. It was a big bird. They didn't see what kind of bird was imitating a baby crying. It sounded just like a baby crying. <laughs> Yeah, they're real good at sound effects. Right. Maybe they're also too good. really loud sometimes. Yeah, because I hear you're different now and then, right? Yeah, well, like she'll do the she'll do the smoke alarm, for example, or the and it's alarm. like fifty times louder than what the normal whatever it is that she's making the sound of. Like the mail chime, we haven't had that in two years, and she's still doing it. Oh, yeah. We try to keep her quiet during the demo, but sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah, right, that's all I had. I'm just gonna make a little humor about the hinges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, if you want to, if we don't have any other comments, do we have any other raised hands? Uh, yes, Gail. Okay, go ahead, Gail. I love that squeaking door. We're gonna yeah. make a show out of it. Keep it up, haha. Just a little humor for you. See, people are very. People are very observant there, Dave. We know about your squeaking doors. <laughs> they know exactly. I'm sure there's some songs out there about squeaking doors. What was that show that oh, it was a clock? The squeaking one of the, door. Inner Sanctum. Inner Sanctum, yeah. 
We used to we used to do that. It looks like we got another raised hand. Nope. Maybe a raised hand. Yeah, it's me. It's Ellen. Um, not well. Not only is it speaking to work, but I noticed too that every time you do one of those demos, your clock goes off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it okay. gets busy around here. There's a lot of noise goes on here. I try to turn the talking one. I try to turn the auto announce off if I don't forget. But there's not much we can do about the striking one. Yeah, I just happen to notice that every time I'm like, oh, okay, there goes the clock again. <laughs> No, it's not a bother. I just happen to notice it. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen here. <laughs> That's true. No, there's always always some type of noise. And we never know. Dave, you mentioned about the Internet going up and down. We have so little control over that because it could either be on Lie 365's end, it could be on the other server's end, or it could be on the cable that originates from here's end. So you've kind of got to track it down, and you just never, never, never know where that I think it's straightened out be. now, I believe. I believe we're pretty solid right now. I, yeah, I ran I a bunch of speed tests. And Nancy said it happened in Milwaukee, too, so evidently it was a live 365 wide thing. Yeah, and we we were having them on both ends, so it it could have been from here because I noticed my speeds were all over the place. But you just never, never, never know, and you have so little control over that. Um, I think Joe has his hand. Yeah, right. he does. He has, he has his hand up. Joe, I just wanted to say that this is Joe. I, I I just wanted to say that that squeaking door. Now from that other song, we know what is behind that green door. Right <laughs> there, you go. I, uh, I I used to like the Inner Sanctum. I liked that that show, that old time radio show. So, but yeah, the doors and and pretty good. Oh, I wonder no. if anyone still uses coffee percolators anymore, Dave. I remember my grandmother had one. You'd, you'd put the grind, you put the grinds in, you'd put in the basket, and the water would would uh, would boil and uh, would spin around the basket, and the water would go up and through the thing. And you, it was a pain in that. You know what to clean, but it made strong coffee. Oh yeah, they make really good coffee. They they still make them. They make thirty cup ones and. They make electric ones and stovetop ones. So yeah. my, my mom had an electric one. It was a, it was like a thirty cup one, and it had a faucet. You turn it, you you'd push a, you'd either push a lever or you turn it like a faucet to get your coffee out, and it was great. And, and the coffee was hot. I mean, it would, you could burn yourself on that coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. I had one here. I gave it away here a couple of years ago. I still have my Revereware um, stovetop percolator just for. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> yeah, they make really good coffee. Yep. And nice thing about those, you, you can perk it as long as you want, just as long as you don't let it boil over. Yep. That's true. And my grandfather had a coffee grinder that you'd have to hand crank to grind the coffee. So I remember my grandmother used to have one of those stove top ones. It made pretty good coffee. And Bill has another question, uh, Bill. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. All I, all I was going to say, Bill, you guys are talking about people dropping out. Uh, 
here in Chicago on mine on my internet, I never lost you at all. So it must have been on 365 or something because I got it running here and it's never dropped out here. So, and I'm using IE. Well, so IE has really nothing to do with it. It is. The, no, I know, but I'm just saying that it's my my connection here never dropped out. Right. So it must have been on 365 Live or something on that one. Well, I think it all depends on how you route it to Live 365. So, it, but it, okay, it's working now, and that's all we can say. Right, right. Well, anyway, I'm gonna say you, you never lost it here in the Chicago. At least I know of. It never yeah. got lost. So. <laughs> well, by next week, everyone will be on Live 365. There will be no other alternative. So it will be what it will be by next week. So. Um, we got so much of a grace period, and then that was it. And so we'll... Wow, what a weird echo you have. It sounds like you're in the bathroom. Well, I'm there not you go. in the That's bathroom. Better. There you go, Bill. Oh, okay. I was fixing a cord that came undone. But no, I'm not in the bathroom. I'm right here in the studio. But this microphone is pretty sensitive. Chris, I'm going to run a spot, and then we'll come back and do your your um, recipe here in just a second, if you don't mind. Okay. Well, maybe we will. People been saying to your friend, get a different face, and posting on their feed, they're super ugly. witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org brought to you by the ad council keyboard cat hamilton the pug and toast meets world these are some of the internet's most beloved pets and they all have one thing in common their stories started in a shelter start your story adopt a dog or cat today visit the shelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Well, let's hope I didn't mute everybody. I may have. Let's see. I'm not even over. We're back, Bill. Okay. We're back, Bill. All right. Yeah, we're, we're back. So, Chris, are you ready to tell us how to... Your recipe? Yes, um, I have the D-scale 
instructions, which I thought might be a good idea since we talked about it. If you have any water in your reservoir, the first thing you do is empty that out and rinse it out good. And just so you know, I mean, sometimes they get some black stuff in it that you got to take a plastic scrubber and scrub out a little bit. But anyway, if you have a water filter in there, you need to take that out too. <clears throat> then you need to turn your brewer off. If you have descale solution, and I'm going to do the white vinegar in a minute. If you have descale solution, you pour the entire bottle into the tank. And I think that's a 16 or 20 ounce bottle. I'm not sure. Then you fill the empty bottle full of water and you pour that into the tank. Turn the brewer back on. Dispense two 12-ounce cups of water or four 6-ounce or whatever. I just, we do two 12 because it's easier. You leave the brewer on, but walk away for 30 minutes and let that stuff stand. <clears throat> After the 30 minutes, empty any leftover solution from the reservoir and thoroughly rinse your reservoir. Then you fill the water reservoir with fresh water and run six 12-ounce containers of water through it. Now, that may mean you have to, on some Keurigs, you're going to have to fill your reservoir up again in the middle, but run six 12-ounce cups of water through it, and then empty that water and refill it, and you're ready to go again. If you're using vinegar... Take your filter out, wash your tank out, fill your reservoir half full of vinegar. So if you've got a 48-ounce one, you'll need 24 ounces of vinegar. 72-ounce, you'd need 36. So fill your reservoir up with vinegar, half, halfway with vinegar. Fill the rest of it up with water and run all of that through and let your... You're, you're supposed to let your tank set again for 30 minutes. We generally we generally don't. It, it really doesn't hurt anything if, if you don't, but that's what they say. But at that point, you're going to have to run at least three tanks of fresh water through there. So once you run your vinegar water out, you're going to have to run three reservoirs full of water through there to get rid of that vinegar smell and taste. <laughs> And that's how you descale using either the solution or the vinegar. And they work equally well. As a matter of you buy those scaling solutions, I saw them Walmart. They had the uh, descaling solution for your Keurig, and it also came with filters so that you could, if you want to descale them, you could also replace your uh, tank filter after you've descaled your Keurig as well. Oh, that would be nice. How expensive are they, Jeff? Um... I, I thought it was in the $30 range. I don't remember offhand because I bought it uh, a few a while ago. And I, I saw it when I first got my Keurig, I got it at Walmart at the time. So, and of course, when I, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, I think the bottle by itself, if you buy it from Keurig, it used to be twelve ninety five. Yeah. Right. It was expensive at Walmart only because they gave you so many filters as well. It wasn't just one filter. They gave you a whole package of these things. Yeah, I admit, admit I use vinegar. <laughs> yeah. well, what yeah. I always wonder is how the how can you tell when you should change that filter? Because I know there's a number on there, and it says when it gets to five or whatever. That you... yeah, but if you can't see, if you're I, I would just I would just change like maybe every 
three months or something like that. Yeah, that's what I do. But if you can't see... That's why you said every every three months, Gail, is, is probably the best way to do it. You know, every three months, you just remember to change it. That's, you know, like... And that's what I do. If you're right, Dave. That's how I do it. Yeah. That usually works for us. And also, just when it starts to get slow, we will we will descale. Um, here again, it shows you when. If you have a screen, it shows you when. And there's a descale light that comes on if you don't have a screen. But it's easier just to do it ever so often when it gets slow and be done with it. Kind of like changing your batteries in your smoke alarm. Just set a certain time, make a note, write it down in Braille, however you got to do it, and just do it. Like we usually descale at least before Thanksgiving and before we used to descale before Mother's Day, so we still descale around Mother's Day. And if we need to in between, we do. If we don't, then we just don't. Are you guys vinegar users or are you? Um, I think it depends. It depends on what we have here at the time, because sometimes we'll use vinegar, and sometimes we'll, we if we have the descale stuff. Yeah, we used to use vinegar all the time because that's all there was. But I prefer actually, I prefer the descale if we have it, just because it's less. It takes less time. There's less water to have to run through, and I don't particularly care for the smell of vinegar either. Do you do you brew other things in your Keurig? Like, like like I have a friend of mine who makes hot chocolate, and I have another friend of mine who likes to uh, brew tea in it. Do you do that as well with yours? We do tea. Um, we've done hot chocolate a number of times, but quite honestly, I like the Swiss Miss packets with no sugar added about as well as I like the hot chocolate cake cups. You're talking about the packets where you do do the yeah, cup where of you water just add. I like six ounces of water. Dave likes eight. So, you know, we just do water for that. Now, what do you think of the... I, when I bought my... When I got my Keurig, it was given to me as a gift. When I got the Keurig, it was the K55, and it came with a with a bunch of K-cup samples of different types of coffee. But it also came with a My K-cup so that you didn't have to... Uh, you could if, if you wanted to put your own coffee in, you could do that. What do you think of the My K-cup, or, or do you guys ever use that? I don't really care for it because it's a pain to clean out. It is a pain to clean out. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way, but I was just curious but, to know if you... I mean, it works. You know, if you have a certain kind of coffee you really like, it it works. Well, I used to use it to make tea sometimes before we started buying the uh, all the K-cup tea. If I just wanted a glass of iced tea, I used to use it because I'd put leaves in it. Yeah, you can brew over a tea bag. You can brew the hot water over a tea bag. I used to do that some. Yeah. Well, one of the nice things about the My K-cup is... If you have a particular favorite coffee that they don't have in the K-cup and you put that in there, it is kind of messy to clean it up because you got to scrape all the stuff out of the grounds out of the my K-cup when you're done with it. Depends on how well you like that coffee, I guess. But it makes really good coffee that way, though. You know, I will say one of the best values is what we got at... Um, I think we had to order it from Walmart, maybe. I can't remember. But the coffee pot, it's the grind and brew that you've got there, Jenny, that's made by Black & Decker. Yeah, it's made by Black & Decker. And Black & Decker. One of the, one of the most... Um, and it's the easiest grind and brew pot to use because... Uh, 
The blades for the grinder are in the filter basket that comes with a with a uh, reusable filter, a permanent filter, I guess they call it. And you can either put ground coffee in it or you can put beans in it and have it grind it. And it has a touch screen, but it has nice big buttons that you can feel and use. And I've had other coffee ground grinders, and you have to clean the powder out of the top and do all kinds of stuff. But this one is just easy. You just dump the grounds out because the way the basket fits, the motor's protected, so you don't have to worry about getting water in the motor or anything like that because the water reservoir is on the opposite side of the pot. And it was the most reasonably priced one. I was surprised. Yeah, I think it's like forty nine or fifty nine dollars, and it you know is a is a great coffee cup or coffee brewer if you prefer you know coffee beans and they, they can make. Some- Go ahead, Tim. You what you were gonna say something? I was gonna say um, I use I have used the my K cup or whatever they call it, and I have found it's a good idea to just. After you're done using it, just let it sit, and it'll dry out, and then you can just dump the coffee out of it. You you can then then run water through it to clean it out, but it'll it'll all come out just fine if you just let it sit and air out for a few for an hour or something. Pretty good stuff, uh, you know. When you can do that, yeah. Okay. I just like the cure because I like that instant gratification of, of having my coffee come out, come when I want it. I don't have to. I don't have to wait for it to to brew, and it just it's just quick. That's how I. That's why I like it. Yep. Julie has her hand raised. Go ahead, Julie from Wichita. This might be kind of a stupid question, but um, if you buy the beans and grind them, is that coffee cheaper than ground coffee? Uh, it depends. It depends what type of ground coffee you buy. If you go to, let's say, uh, the supermarket and you can grind them there, or to buy the buy the beans, it might be cheaper. If you go to Starbucks, although I, I understand Starbucks is getting away from selling coffee and buy whole bean coffee, um, they can, that can be expensive. And and if you go to a connoisseur coffee place, you can pay a lot of money per pound of coffee. But it uh, is cheaper, right, Jennifer? Isn't it cheaper to buy the beans? It's probably not no, and the beans are probably more expensive than ground coffee. But yeah, because you the same amount. Some good values at places like Costco, if you have those, or even Walmart, because I can buy. Yeah, if you, you know, get it from Costco, you can get like two and a half pounds, and that's cheaper than most of the time. If you buy the beans in the store for whatever reason, they don't even give you a whole pound. You're getting like twelve ounces. Right, but the beans do taste better as far as fullness and rich coffee, unless you can find that in a K cup. So, I guess it's you know your preference, Julie, but. Um, you get the richness without the bitterness. I mean, because it's as fresh as if you if you take the beans and dump them in your coffee maker and grind it. That's about the freshest way to get coffee you can get. The, oh yeah. The only other thing that I would tell you is Jackie here with us. She has to put a whole scoopful of sugar, and I mean a, 
One of those cups. Fourth of a cup. Fourth of oh. a cup of sugar in each cup Good of Lord. coffee. Oh, that's with, a lot of sugar. With the coffee from the beans and from the pot. She doesn't have to do that. She can just use her creamer, and that's all she has to have in there. She, that's how much difference it tastes. So I don't. That at restaurants, do you serve sugar with your coffee, or coffee with your sugar, sugar I mean. or whatever the case may be? so <laughs> you're the cream in my coffee. Well, how about it? You're the sugar in my coffee. You know, while we're talking about that, and I meant to do this the first hour, and I, I. I went back and take a, a look at this, and we talked about this some time ago on the show, but this has to do right with Julie's coffee beans. There's an app you can get on your iPhone, or it's built into your, um, well, I'm not sure it would be in the Lady A, but if you have a, oh, one of those things, the Google Homes, Google Minis, or you can use it on your iPhone or whatever, but it's called Google Express. And you say, well, why are you talking about that? Well, last year they might have had 40, 50 stores. Now they have hundreds of stores you can shop from. It's totally accessible. Anything from coffee beans to any type of hardware, major stores, electronics, anything you want to buy is here. And you get two-day shipping, and you don't have to pay for it. So it's, it's a pretty good deal. So take a look at that Google Express. I mean, if you... Items, items hard to find. It's very, very accessible. I'm not telling you not to use Amazon because I use it. But this is very, 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 very good. And you can find any type of clothing, any, I mean, just stores, stores, stores. I mean, the big ones I saw was Best Buys. What was the other big one I saw, Jennifer? Um, oh, Walmart. Well, Walmart may not be on there now. Target is all of your... Well, I think your, you said Sam's Club is. I mean, all of these stores, and you don't have to have memberships, but it's very, very accessible. So, you know, just... just Best Buy and there's... I saw, I saw Fry's, Elect, Fry's Electronics is on there. I saw that. Yeah, I mean, any any type of pro audio, if you want that, coffees, teas, because I was looking for black tea because it's hard to find black tea where you can very seldom get it at the store you know the loose leaf if you don't want to use a tea bag but it is harder and harder to find or i think so maybe i'm just not shopping in the right place you know but check out google express if you want to buy grills like chris and dave do you know, there you go. Got everything, hardware, Ace. I mean, just everything. So give them a try. It's just one more option. It, it's, you know, what we call an option. Let's see here, guys. What time is it, Jeff? It is 1055. 1055. Uh, 10 Coming 10 up, there it is. Anybody have Got any it. last comments before we start wrapping things down? What's for lunch, Chris? Well, it's going to be uh, some little steaks that somebody gave us from Omaha Steaks a while back. 
and probably some fries. And butter beans. And butter now, beans. how are you cooking Tasty the fries? fries? We're going to cook the steaks on the on the uh, Breville. Okay. And how will you cook the fries? In the Cook's Essentials air fryer. You're not doing the Power XL? No, I'm going to do the air fryer. Cook's Essentials. If I'm only using one, that, that's really my preferred one. And the butter beans, how will you cook those? Well, those those are out of a can. We'll just microwave those. Just microwave those. All kinds of devices being used today. So you're, <laughs> you're using those those three devices to cook everything but the stove. <laughs> everything but the stove. What do they say? When in doubt, order out. But I'm not ordering out today. I'm going to, after I, this show ends, I'm going to take the bus downtown. I'm going to go to my favorite pizza place and have a couple of slices of pizza for lunch today. Actually, pizza sounds good. We haven't had pizza in a while, so that's probably the next thing we're going to order, I would guess. So you're not ordering out. You're getting out. I'm getting out. Yes, I'm getting out. out order out, or go to, go to it. All I need is a spoon when I'm having tuna salad. Tuna salad. Butter beans. Well, that works. This, did you make this? Tuna? I want some of those pepperoni breadsticks Bill was telling me about yesterday. Okay. All right, we've got Richard from Oak Creek, Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Oh, so is that is that Dick out in Wisconsin or Nancy? I, I never remember, but no, I know it's someone out in Milwaukee. Go ahead. It's Dick from Oak Creek. Well, I want to tell you, my wife by buys uh, coffee, and she grinds it herself. She's got one of those bean grinders. Oh, and I guess we can't find 8 o'clock. She only drinks 8 o'clock coffee. I don't, I don't drink coffee at all, but my, Mary does. And she likes the 8 o'clock, and she grinds the beans herself, and she's a coffee herself. She buy, Yeah, she buys beans, and she grinds it herself, and she loves it. Yeah, you said you can't find 8 o'clock coffee. You might be able to find it on Amazon. I know we don't have any AMP supermarkets here, which used to sell the 8 o'clock coffee. I remember that, Dick. You're bringing back some memories. Yeah, and I bet we could find it for you, Dick. Go to that okay. Google Express and type it in, and boom, boom, boom. Well, I think I think Keurig sells it in K cups, and they do sell some beans. They may have it. Yeah, they do have eight o'clock. Keurig eight o'clock K cups. Well, yeah. thank you. And I, I think have a good I day. at Sam's Club too, maybe. Sam's or Walmart or Costco. Huh. Well, I guess we've satisfied. <laughs> yeah. I guess we've satisfied. That request. Hey, we've had a lot of fun today talking about coffee and cooking things and prescriptions and just different things that come to our mind. Stuff. And, uh, now I guess I'll go after a while since I've got a little work to do here in the studio, but maybe go down and see if the fight will break out again in the ball game. <laughs> if they haven't, oh, that was an awesome the fight. The fight broke out. It was awesome. If they haven't uh, suspended the players by yet, and uh, so our manager must—I don't—I think the umpires are getting crankier. I've never seen them eject managers so much. I don't know. He's the most ejected one in the league. They said. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now and, I will maybe say, you guys will think twice about getting food delivered to you, right? No, I'm not. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> I don't know about that. You but. pirate fans have got some changes in store for you. Um, you're in last place, and your manager may be getting a new address next year because. This is yeah, if he's not careful, he's going to be out the door. Yeah, they're they've got a league-wide problem there. So, but yeah, and the Reds manager too. But you just never know about all that. But anyway, thanks for everybody's participation in the show. 
shop. Just have a good time. Enjoy yourself. Um, what do we got coming up this week, Jennifer? Anything in particular? Oh, somebody's birthday is Friday. Oh, I forgot about that. We'll say happy birthday to Bill. And don't forget about All Things Radio tomorrow night at 6.30 p.m. Yes, we will be here.